It's time. It's time to talk fantasy football. It's time to let them know. Where you let us crunch the numbers while you crush the competition. So grab your playbooks and crack a cold one. Because here's your hosts, Teak and Bainey. Hey guys, welcome back. In this episode, we are going to do a video mailbag segment again with an entry. We're going to follow that up with the stardoms. And then tomorrow is going to be our sit so make sure you tune in. We have a full three days of content for the week. We're going to switch to that scheduling, which is nice. So it gives you guys more things to view, more things to look forward to coming up in the week. Stay tuned. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. All right, guys. We have another video entry mailbag question from Hybrid from Erie, PA. Let's go to the tape. Yo, what up? It's your boy Hybrid. And for the Let Them Know watchers right now, hit that like button and subscribe. And my question for you guys right now that week two is finally over. Which winless team can make a final push to the playoffs? All right, guys, you heard them. What 0-2 team has the best chance of making it to the playoffs? Uh, Banny, why don't you start this one off for us here? Hey, thanks for the shout-out, too. You know, Thanks for trying to get us subscribers on YouTube, followers. We appreciate that, man. That, that goes a long way for us. Um, mine's going to be the Chargers. Um it's also going to start the trend for my sits and starts today as far as make it or break it, put up or shut up. Um, this team is historic. Their offense is historic this year, and I'm not saying that because I'm biased. I'm saying that because they're the only team ever to go 0-2 and score 50 points with zero turnovers. Um, they're second in yards per game, fourth in points per game, first in rushing yards per game. Um, week one was like one of the seventh most efficient rushing games of all time. Um, week one, they had 460 total yards of offense, no turnovers, um, 110 teams to zero. That's the record, 110 to zero. The Chargers were the first team to lose totaling that amount. That's crazy. Um, took two of about 500 yards passing to do that. Um, uh, week two, um, teams with 275 yards and no turnovers passing, um, 382 to 96. Again, the Chargers lost. Um, that can't continue. And if it does, Staley's not going to be the head coach anymore. And I think maybe Kellen Moore could slide into that role. And I think that that would be great for them. Um, this team is its too much firepower on offense to not make the playoffs. And if it does, it's a complete and utter failure. You have to blow up the coaching staff. Um, that's my team that needs to make a push they have to i believe yeah just to go off that too because my pick is also the chargers um just to add on to that baney did cover a lot there um other reasons i'm not picking other teams vikings don't really have a defense we've seen that in the past two weeks whatsoever to make that push defense does win championships uh and this the Bengals. it is worrying me a little bit um, I don't know whose badges pick is, but um, talking about the Bengals, man, this calf injury is kind of lingering with Burrow, kind of worrying me a bit. So if he's not 100%, 100% 
Uh, doesn't look good for them whatsoever. And my other pick would have been the Pats. They're just in a tough division, man. Um, that division stacked to the gills, I think. It did help them a little bit with Rodgers getting hurt, but still that defense, that's that's still a great defense in my eyes too with the Jets. So, Badge, who do you think is going to make that push for playoffs starting 0-2? I mean, that's a, that's a great question, but hybrid, thank you for your support. First of all, we appreciate you. Thanks for the shout out from EPA. Um, I mean, touching on your guys' comment about the Chargers, I feel like this is a must-win game for them. So I loved your guys' answers. Um, Staley, too, could be in the hot seats. But my most surprising 0-2 team, coming from the north, a huge Steelers fan, Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, that's all I heard in the offseason. Bengals are going to own the North. They're going to go 13-3. and three. Chase is going to be the number one receiver. T. Higgins is the could be a number one receiver anywhere else. Best duo ever. Great offense. I mean, this calf injury is a bit concerning. I didn't think it was as big as – I didn't think it was that big. I mean, I thought Burrow signed the contract right after. I mean, this this 0-2 Bengals start is a bit bit surprising to me. I mean, as a Steelers fan, come the Bengals, they're a tough team. I mean, they got a bright future ahead. I'm worried about them. So to me, the Bengals starting 0-2, that, that is a big shocker. I mean, I think they can turn it around. It just all depends on this injury. So, yeah, the Bengals for me. Can you guys uh, comment on that? I think it's like Burrow's like fourth time starting 0 and 4 or 0 and 2 to start a season. I think for Cincinnati, so I don't think that this is anything new. Um, you and I were talking off camera about you know when's the time to possibly pull the trigger on Jamar Chase trades, and then we both came to the same conclusion like way too early. Like this is they're always kind of a slow start. Joe's missed camp last two years. Like we saw how it turned out last year. Um, I mean, you got a you got a puncher's chance in the AFC North. Like, it, and it's that simple. Um, you can talk at length about defense for Pittsburgh. Cleveland has a good defense. Baltimore looks like they're kind of putting pieces together, and Cincinnati always shows up at the end of the year. So, like I said, it's a puncher's chance. I, and it's about as good as you can ask for in that division. Yeah, you guys kind of hit on the head there with those. Um, just that calf for me, man. Like I said, uh, if that severity is there, then that worries me for them. Otherwise, if he can play through it and be what he is normally, yeah, they'd be a top team in my eyes as well to make it to the playoffs. But thanks again for that video entry. Guys, again, we love those. So if you just have a question for us, we might be featuring you on the next video here for your question. Just submit it to either our Instagram, Facebook, and then we'll look them over, pop one in for you guys. But we're going to move on now to the stardoms. All right, guys, we're going to get to week three stardoms here. We're going to start at the QB position. We're going to go around the horn here. Fanny, why don't you start us off at the QB position here? All righty. Um, I said it in the mailbag section. This is my make or break sit em, start em. Um 
And I'm standing on it. I have this guy in my own fantasy league, and it is going to be Justin Fields for me. And I'm saying that because they have to figure it out. This needs to be productive, and whether that's on the rushing or passing, I don't think it's going to be on the passing. They need to get it figured out, and they need to get it figured out quick. And I think that there's going to be a lot of pressure on this front offense because I think the Packers are actually pretty decent, and I think that they were banking on them being terrible and that this Bears offense would look a little better than it does. It doesn't. Um, that being said, um, I think if he has another down week, he's no longer going to be a starting quarterback in people's lineups until they get it figured out. And this happened last year. Uh, the first four weeks, everybody gave up on him, and then the end of the year, they just started running the crap out of him, and he turned into, I think, QB4 at the end of the year. Um, Chiefs have given up an average of 300 yards per game, um, right around 100 yards rushing per game as well. Um, that being said, they've also had five sacks and four forced fumbles. Fields is going to have to run. He's going to have to run a lot. He's going to be running from Chris Jones, and... That's great as long as it turns into productivity. Um, I've said it a million times here. Passing yards are worth .04 points compared to .1. Rushing touchdowns are worth six versus four for a passing touchdown. Need him. Absolutely need him. And if he doesn't show up this week, then yeah, then uh, I guess I can stop looking at Jared Goff on my bench because it's going to be a flip-flop. Like I said, uh, there's going to be a trend. It's going to be a put-up-or-shut-up week for me, and this guy, I think, needs to have a good week. And they're going to have to score and compete if they're going to keep up with the Chiefs, man. So not saying they're going to win. I don't think that that's a chance. I think that they're, like, 14-point underdogs this week. Um, so, yeah, Justin Fields, please run for 200 yards. Sincerely, your owners. Patch, do you have any – I'm going to hold my punches on this one. Um, I feel like I'm going to talk about him later on. Uh, so do you have anything for Justin Fields, Patch? Yeah, I mean, I can't throw punches. I was big on this guy. We both – we all know that. Um, bit surprising that he's struggling like this. I thought they were going to carry on that momentum with him uh, dating back from last year, how hot he was. Um he is a tough test. I mean, we all I, – I noticed Chris Jones coming back. What a difference. He, I mean, they shut down T-Law, and that, that, was one, that was one of my bets last week. I mean, what, what a difference in that defense. He, he's going to – this is going to be a make or break for him. I mean, he needs to put up some fantasy points um, to keep open Mahomes. He's going to have to run, probably roll out to his left, away from him. I mean, the guy – he has some weapons, so I, I want to say he's going to do it. Um, I was big on him. I called him an MVP, a league winner. So it's only week two, guys. So I'm not giving a hope, a hope yet. So, I mean, Fields, you got to do it, man. Let's go. Pick it up. So, Teak, uh, um, the only thing, Yeah, the only thing I'm going to say, because I feel like I'm going to talk about him, like I said later on, is, yeah, he's – big for the rushing everybody drafted him for the rushing all well, last week he had four attempts for three yards and a touchdown it's not going to get it done week one he had nine for 59 okay a little bit better still put up 15 fantasy points that's not going to do it your average QB's putting up 20 uh that doesn't rush the ball so 
you drafted him for a reason. He's not doing that. He continues to not do that. I don't think he will just because if you have a franchise QB, you want to protect him. Seeing all these injuries happen in two weeks already, I think the Bears are going to play scared with him. They're not going to – it's not going to be a last-year thing. So if that's the case, like I said, uh, he's not going to be a QB in my lineup. I just, like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand. Like, all his value is in his legs. All of his value is right there. And they just refuse to do that. And it's like the coaching offense mirrored, at the end of the year, they mirrored what they were doing with Lamar and then instantly had success, which seemed like overnight success with Fields. And then it's like this year they just try to turn him into what everybody knows he's not. That's a pocket passer. So it's like, let him run. Just let him do it and reap the benefits from it. And then once that's working, you roll them out, dink it off to DJ, which DJ Moore still had a great week last week. And you're talking about the 20-point mark. If Fields could just limit the turnovers, he would be hovering that 20-point mark both weeks. But he, I don't know, man. It The turnovers have been the Achilles heel and the lack of rushing attempts. I don't. I just don't get it. So, again, he started off slow last year, still ran for almost 1,100 yards. So, hopefully we can just get that figured out, preferably this week. Be great. Yeah, that, that pick six on the two-yard line, that was brutal. <laughs> I mean, that looked like a bunch of panic right there. They just got to slow down, get back to what they were doing at the end of last year. So, um, let's see what that's. He is at. Two and three right now. He has two passing touchdowns, three picks, and a rushing touchdown. So it's it's brutal. I think he has a couple fumbles. Yeah, he does have a couple fumbles in there. He has three actually. Yeah. So it's not looking good. He's been sacked ten times. You can blame it on the O line, but like you said, he can't escape the pocket. So and he's not. But moving on, badge. Who's your stardom week three QB? So my starting week three QB, I'm going back to you like that. So I think both these offenses are going to have big days. Um, I'm going Kirk Cousins against the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers defense gives up over in the first two weeks over 25 points to um, opposing quarterbacks. I mean, I know the Dolphins, Tua, all those weapons, they were no light task, but they gave up 25 points to Ryan Tannehill. Come on. I mean, come on. Um, this Vikings offense is so high-powered, and that Chargers defense looks like Swiss cheese. I mean, I, I feel like it's going to be a shootout. I mean, that's a fantasy owner's daydream right here, this game. Anyone in this offense, these offenses, stardom. I think Kirk Cousins is going to go for 300 yards at least and three touchdowns. Jordan Addison's big day. Jefferson always has a big day. Hawkinson, I mean. I'm going Kirk Cousins. I mean, that's my stardom. Baney? It's a great pick. I have a DFS lineup that has almost both, like, whole offenses, a piece from each. And I, for this exact reason, it is just going to be bombs over Baghdad all day. Like, it's, it's like Traylon Burks had, like, a 70-yard reception against this Chargers defense. I, what do you think Jefferson's going to do? What do you think Addison's going to do? Like, 
Yeah, I mean, Hawkinson's going to get peppered with targets. I, You said start anybody. I still wouldn't touch Alexander Madison, but I think, uh, I think yeah, dude, Kirk Cousins is going to do what he's done both, both first two weeks. He's going to throw for a million yards, probably lose the game, but it'll be fine. Uh, I'm on that train with you. I think this is going to be a shootout. I mean, last week, 364 yards and four TDs. The man was possessed. Um, looking at his schedule down the line here, man, they got San Fran week seven, Green Bay week eight, New Orleans week 10. Other than that, man, he can put up some major points through this season, dude. I wouldn't be surprised if Kirky finishes top three QBs. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. Um, he's Mr. Consistent. You know you're getting at least, we talked about in other episodes, he's at least getting 30 TDs at the bare minimum. So, you're seeing production out of him still. He's playing for a contract as well. We'll see if he stays in Minnesota. So, I like it. I like the pick. I was going to wear Jets trade for him, man. Oh, that would be dangerous. But, you know, I was going to wear my chain and everything, no shirt, but I didn't feel it was appropriate. Um, do you guys feel like this is a must-win game for both teams? That's how I'm feeling. I mean, two 0-2s. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like they're going to go hard. What do you guys think? I think it's like I think it's going to be a bloodbath, dude. Because, I, mean, I mean, we touched on the Chargers already. I mean, th- these guys got to win. Like, I understand it's week three, but... Oh, and three is that's a rough, uh, rough way to start a season. Nobody wants that. Yeah, I think there's more pressure on the Chargers than there is the Vikings, though. Uh, just because everybody had high hopes for this Chargers offense, which they are producing, it's just the defense has to play catch up here. And we all know Minnesota's defense is decimated. Like they got rid of so many guys during the off season as well. So. If there's, I do feel like there's more pressure on the Chargers. 100%. But I'm going to make my stardom here. It's going to be quick and simple. I'm not going to go in detail with numbers and everything like that. My stardom this week is Brock Purdy. He's going up against the worst defense in the league. This team is clicking on all cylinders as well. Brock is slinging the rock against the Giants on Prime. Thursday night. So, keeping it short and sweet, go around the horn, take it as you wish. The Giants' defense is horrible. Um, yeah, I didn't know that teams got two bye weeks this year. <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's terrible. Um, it, I, not to steal the stardom spotlight, but like, I don't think there's much to say about Purdy. I think this whole conversation, do you believe that Barkley's going to play Thursday? I have, have I doubt it. Yeah, I've That's seen insane. it. There's no way. No. Um, I actually got a video. Um, i seen it with my own two eyes. I got a, believe it or not, an inside source at that game in Arizona. I've seen Barkley getting taken away on the cart. I do not believe he's going to play that game. So you cannot no tell chance. me otherwise. No chance. I mean, what can I say about this stardom? I mean, Brock the Rock, you nailed it. Um, Last year, he was impressive. This year, we talked about 
the Steelers defense, how good they were last this week, yesterday. Um, I mean, what he did, he carved up that Steelers defense, my Steelers defense. I was there live watching that. It wasn't even Thanksgiving. I felt like I was watching a turkey being cut. You know, I mean, this guy has no losses yet. I'm the guy kind of reminds me a little bit of Tom Brady. He just wins and he putting up stats. This can't go wrong with Brock. I mean, I don't think any week this, that whole San Fran offense, the whole San Fran team is scary, but yeah, I love Brock. I think Ayuk has a shoulder injury or something that popped up today, but I still, I, that doesn't mean anything. I, they're going to score very fast and often, and I think McCaffrey is just going to ride him off into the sunset for the remainder of the last three quarters, and it's just going to be a nice, quick, and efficient game for Brock Purdy. And Yeah. It's a scary team right there when you think about it. <laughs> and what I like also, too, he does not turn the ball over. He does not have a turnover yet. No interceptions. Uh, he does have a couple fumbles, uh, but it's throwing the ball, man. No picks. You can't ask for more than that, man. Someone who's smart with the football. Unbelievable. This guy, but, underdog. I love him. But moving on to the running backs, Manny. Who's your stardom for week three at the running back position? So this guy is a fan favorite on this on this podcast, and I think this is finally the week that we stop getting deprived. Uh, Jameer Gibbs. Montgomery's down. I understand they signed uh, Zonovan Knight. However, you can't deny us Jameer Gibbs anymore. Dan Campbell. Give us what we want. Just give him the ball. I uh, Yeah, I mean, Atlanta's defense is good. However, they've given up 238 yards rushing so far. Um, I really think that Jameer Gibbs is going to get the ball. And I've been saying it since week one, he's going to get in the end zone. He's going to get in the end zone. You can't keep him off the field now. Montgomery is out. Zonovan Knight was not on a roster for a reason. I, just give him the ball. Just give us what we want. I'm, I'm tired of begging for it. This kid's talent and efficiency is undeniable. Um, we just need to finally see a full sample size. Like, give us Jameer Gibbs unleashed. I understand wanting to keep him healthy. I get all that. Um, I think the guys outside of Amon Ra have proven to be pretty surprising in the wide receivers. I really thought Gibbs was going to make up for a lot of their deficiencies, but like Reynolds and those guys have produced. They've been good, um, which has surprised me. I thought we were going to see Gibbs in the slot a lot more. Um but hopefully we get uh, we get a lot of Gibbs this week. So fingers crossed. Um, the only way this doesn't work out for us is if they keep keeping him off the field. But I can't see that happening this week. So let me know how you feel. Yeah, first of all, I mean, I want to give a shout-out to Jared Goff after being traded and seeing I thought this guy was going to be at an all-time low, but bouncing back in this offense – I mean, with Gibbs, we're all big on him. Everyone's big on him. I mean, we drafted him in the second round. I reached for him a couple in a couple drafts just because I was that excited about him. Um, do you guys think the Swift injuries have a little 
plays in the back of their mind. That's why they're saving him a little bit because this guy is explosive with the ball. I mean, I think from here on out, especially with Montgomery not playing, um, I think we're going to see a lot of gives, a lot of dump-offs. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch this guy play. I think he's going to put up some points. I'm not giving up. I mean, I'm starting him for sure. So, Teague? Yeah, I got a lot of equity in Gibbs, for sure. Um, to answer your question, no, I don't think that plays in the back of their mind whatsoever. Week one, because you, you heard it all before the season started, how they're going to use this guy in different ways. Uh, week one, his snap percentage was 27. Bumped it up week two to almost 50%. Week three is going to be undeniable now, like Bainey said, because Montgomery's out. So, please, if... You're going to beat Atlanta. Please use it by using Gibbs. That's the only th- way I'll accept that because I have so many shares of Gibbs and I need to see it. I, f- th- I actually feel they should use Gibbs how Bijan's used in Atlanta. That's how Gibbs should be used. Quick, quick outs, quick slants, some rushing thrown in there. That's how he should be used. That's what I thought we were promised. And I thought the roles were going to be reversed where – Bijan was going to settle in a little bit like how Gibbs is now. So I'm hoping too. I'm excited for this game. I mean, that's, that's an overplay right there. I mean, but I hope so, man. I really hope that it's fireworks. I hope, I mean, everything they said about this guy, they weren't concerned about his size. They were willing to move up even higher to get him. They wanted him, and they wanted him to be the guy. And then all of a sudden, like two days before week one, they're like, well, we're going to see. And then we're going to sprinkle him in. It's like, come on. Like, let's go. Let's let's get this thing rolling. So let's hope it's this week. So, yeah. All right, Badge. Your stardom, week three running back. Oh, dude, I don't even want to say this guy. I mean, it hurts me to say it. Um, but Steelers Nation, do not beat me up because these guys can tell you how passionate I am about this team. But I think we're going to see another game dating back from last year. I faded this guy. A lot of people faded this guy. My stardom this week's Josh Jacobs against Pittsburgh. I mean, I've never, as a Steelers fan, I have never seen, never in my life seen these big chunk run plays. So, like I said, I think Josh Jacobs is going to get the rock. I think Jimmy G is going to rely on him. He, he's going to get big 30-yard runs, 10-yard runs. He might even break a big one. We've all seen it with Ford. Um, he is a very good matchup this week against Pittsburgh, running up the middle, not outside. Josh Jacobs, you got to start him this week against the Pittsburgh run defense. I mean – Week, it's only week two, but we've seen these running backs torch this defense, put up big numbers. Josh Jacobs start him this week. Um, Bainey wants to chime in on this. I can see it. Kick us off. <laughs> I understand the philosophy behind the pick. I get it. I am notoriously not a, J- a Jacobs fan. Um, negative two yards rushing last week. You can't get any worse than that. Um, but like you said, though, those the weak points that you hit on are what Josh Jacobs excels at. So I could see it. I, I really could see it. I would like to think that the Steelers' defense is better than what we saw on Monday night, and that's 
a benefit to Cleveland having a great offensive line. Um, and a divisional rivalry game. Those teams know each other. Um, yeah, I've, I hope for your sake that the defense is better than what we just talked about in that game in the running defense. But I could see the scenario playing out how you just painted that picture, that Jacobs can take an A-gap 45, 60 yards, and unless Minka says something about it, but, you know. I'm hoping he plays. He He got hurt. So... Knees. Uh, the only thing that worries me, yeah, he Buffalo Bills lighted on him last week. Um, week one, though, Denver, man, 19 carries for 48 yards. Denver, yeah, it's a sneaky defense there in Denver, but I believe Pittsburgh's D is that much better. Yeah, they've been struggling against the run, but again, they went up against a great O-line in Cleveland with Nick Chubb, who had 60 yards at half. Uh, the backup ended up there with 106. The week prior, they met Christian McCaffrey week one. Is the Raiders going to be that? I don't know. That's the only thing I'm looking at. So we'll find out. But in all yeah, theories and all you're looking at apples to apples, that should happen. But we'll see if the Raiders can capitalize on that. Yeah, I just think that outside pass rush with Watt and Highsmith coming up. Cam Hayward out. I, we got some young talents. I think they're going to be fine. I, I love those two guys backing up Hayward. But like I said, they're they're young. They're still learning. I mean, that middle is wide open. I can see 10-yard, 15, even breaking off some 40s. That's where I'm going with it. I mean, this I, I haven't seen this many chunk run plays in a long time. Usually Pittsburgh is a staple for the run defense. Yeah. Moving on here to my stardom at the running back. One of you might agree. One of you might not. It's not going to be a fan favorite. I know that for a fact. I got Najee Harris as a stardom week three here. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, This guy faced top two defenses right off the rip with the Niners and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, He had the same O-line. They upgraded that line. But last year, when they had that worst line, he still had 1,200 yards on the ground in this Matt Canada offense. The days ahead are coming. They're facing Vegas, who I think their defense, nothing special. Then they come back with Houston the week prior. I think you're going to see Najee turn up here in the next couple weeks. Uh, it's, It's just bound to happen, dude. This dude is a hoss. He got drafted high. Saw the tape at Alabama, and the numbers speak for itself, man. He's getting hit. What is it, Badge? I believe seventy percent of the time behind the O line. So behind he's not O-line. he's not getting a chance this season. The first two weeks. So I don't think the Raiders have that kind of pass rush or uh, run stop in them to contain Najee. So I think the, the rain's finally going away, and you're going to see some sun here with Najee Harris. Yeah, I'll take this one before Bainey. Um, So this is a similar, like, Justin Fields scenario for fantasy owners. I feel like for Najee, this is going to be a make-or-break matchup. I mean, the matchup is favorable. If he's going to do it, he has to do it now. I mean, 
like Teak said, that that Raiders defense, run defense, is nothing to write home about. I think he ranked, has no problem. Just to cut you off real quick, they're ranked 28th against the run. 28th against the run. I mean, I think now is the time they're going to hand the rock off. Matt Canada, he's picket. I mean, his confidence, I'm hoping he goes back up, but they're going to have to hand the ball off to Najee, especially knowing this matchup. I think he's going to get at least 80 in a touchdown. He has to do it for us fantasy owners. I mean, like I said, him and Justin Fields, we're waiting. We're waiting. I'm waiting. So I think I agree with it. I think he's going to have a decent match. He has a great matchup. I think he's going to have a decent day against the Raiders defense. Pass there, it to Bainey. And there's no oh, bias. Uh, there's no bias for you agreeing with me whatsoever. Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> you saw I just I – just, as much as I love Pittsburgh, I mean, I'm – we're we're all about making our viewers money here. So, I mean, I just picked Jacobs against my team. So, I'm not just saying Najee because I love him. You guys know how much I love this team. And Here's the thing that surprises me, too. For how bad he's playing, week one, he's averaging five yards per carry. Week two, he averaged four. So, they're just not giving him the attempts. He had six attempts and ten. You got to give him the rock more. Those are not bad numbers for those amount of carries. So I don't know why they're straying away from them. So obviously in the first game, they put it on them quick. But that Browns game, man, was cl- it seemed like it was close. They were up. Give your give your workhorse the load, man. Yeah, I feel like it's just an uphill battle for Najee all the time with this line. And, I mean, they improved on paper. They just got to execute and Matt Canada... It's an uphill battle for him. So now is the time that he can really get out there and show what he can do, I think. Benny, do you have everything for Harris? Uh, I mean, just to talk about the things that work against him is why I'm going to stray away from this. Like, I could see a scenario where Pittsburgh is going to have to throw the ball a lot in order to win this game because I feel like that's just how their game scripts are going so far this year. Um, I mean, you're painting the picture that Jacobs could run all over this defense and then they still have one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. So if Minka's banged up, I mean, you're going to put rookie Joey Porter on him? You're going to put 90-year-old Patrick Peterson on him? I don't know, but it really looks like they're just going to try to throw Kenny into being successful and it hasn't worked, but, and if it's a passing game, then Jalen Warren's going to be the guy that's in more often. So I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully uh, this works out for you. I feel like it won't, but yeah. And I, I just, I'm not a buyer of the Steelers offensive line, man. It was supposed to be better. I was huge on Sayamalu from Philly. Um, they drafted that kid. He didn't even win the starting job out of camp. I I don't understand. I mean, you and I talked about it, Mike. Like it's it's like forty years of excellence, and it's just like for some reason there's just certain aspects this team cannot improve on, and the offensive line is one of it. So I don't know. Yeah, just week by week, I think that this matchup I like, I think this is going to build that confidence for fantasy owners and Najee in the Steelers line. So I think 
Like I said, I think he's going to have 80 yards of touchdown, maybe a couple of receptions. Good day for fantasy owners, but yeah, that offensive line needs to take that next step. We drafted Broderick Jones, got a couple of free agent pickups from Philly. I mean, he's got a click. They had a tough task these first two weeks. And again, it's only week two, but keep my fingers crossed. I have Najee in a couple of leagues. So I don't, I don't hate the start. I think we've set the trend that you know this was going to be the make or break list this week and i feel like this pick is right on pace with my justin fields pick to be honest with you i think three is a trend and if it's three straight weeks of five points worth of fantasy production then the steelers are showing you kind of what it's gonna be honestly and yeah but hey if it works it works and hopefully it works for you badge all right, moving on to the wide receivers. Bainey, who's your starter for week three for the wideout position? This is probably my most excited player to talk about on this whole list. Sit him, start him, both of them. Um, if you pay attention to the TikTok videos, he was one of my emergency last second waiver wire pickups, and he didn't disappoint. Um, it is Rashid Shahid from New Orleans. Um, he is exactly what you would hope a waiver wire pickup player would be he gets minimal targets and makes the absolute most out of it and he did it last year as well i mean and it's proven that he's the third guy and he's producing week one five catches 89 yards touchdown almost 18 yards per reception week two four for 63 almost 16 yards per reception um that being said, the, I think, what is it, Ritter had 237 passing with four players at 11 yards per catch or higher. Fields had 216 passing, three with 12 or more. I think Carr is better than both of those quarterbacks. I think we would all agree here. Um, I think Olave and Thomas will, I, I think that they're going to occupy you know, the main corners in which is just going to leave him to keep doing what he's been doing, which is spread the field. And he's going to capitalize on those opportunities. And like I said, if you're lucky, you got him for free off waivers. If you're in deep leagues, you drafted him late and his production has been incredible. And I'm a big fan. I, he's very fast. I don't like receivers with twenties. Their numbers are God awful. It's very confusing. Um, they lost Jamal Williams this week, and it looks like he's going to be gone for a couple weeks as well. So unless you're banking on whatever talent they have left in the running back room, it might just be Taysom Hill show back there. But I expect they're going to throw the ball a lot this week. Um, so, yeah, Rashid Shahid, fun to say, fun to watch. That's my stardom this week. Yeah, I, I mean – I was watching the game last night because I'm not going to lie, they kept putting it up next to the Steeler game, kept bugging me, making the screen smaller. But <laughs> Derek Carr, anytime he needed a play, he found this guy. I mean, definitely worth a fan duel stardom. It's going to be cheap. I mean, those Green Bay Packers corners, they're going to be focused, I think, on Olave, maybe even Thomas. I mean, Carr can find this guy for big plays. So. I could see him breaking one for a touchdown, 80 yards, like he's been doing, five, six, seven receptions. I mean, not a bad – it's a great value pick, especially in a FanDuel lineup. I mean, yeah, I could see it. Teak? 
So I got some positives and negatives. Positive too, he is a returner. So might get maybe a return touchdown. You might be surprised by something like that. Um, but the negatives, I just his snap percentage is going down. It week one it was 55, now it's down to 49. I I need to see him on the field more. Um, if he's not on the field, how can he make these plays? So that's the only thing that concerns me a little bit about him. Other than that, he has been consistent around 13, 14 fantasy points per week. Yeah, it seems like Carr finds him when he's a big play running up the up the sideline, hits him. So, I mean, definitely a lot of value there. I mean, not in a 10-man league or anything, but definitely 12 maybe if you want to start him in a flex or a 14-man league. Definitely a FanDuel. Value is there. 100%. Moving on, your badge, your wide receiver. Who do you got? So, my starting wide receiver, we touched on this guy a lot uh, early on. Not a lot. Well, a lot. We, we all faded him, all three of us. And a lot of fantasy owners faded him. Um, I'm going, I'll admit I faded him. I'm going Mike Evans. I mean, this Philly defense, these first two weeks, they're 28th against the worst against fantasy wide receivers. Um, he's been Mr. Consistent throughout his career. I think he's going to continue. Like I said, Baker has that fire. I, I think he's going to find him. He's going to get in the end zone again for the third consecutive week. So I expect another big week from Mike Evans. So, Yeah. Um, the history of the Eagles secondary injuries is well noted from last week. Uh, Reed Blankenship's out. Bradbury's out. Uh, Maddox Torres Peck, he's done for the year. So, I mean, I don't know what is going to prevent Mike Evans from being able to take the top off, um, to be honest with you. I wake up every day and pray for Buda Baker to be an eagle. Um, there's rumblings here and there that that might happen. It's definitely not going to happen. He's not going to be our savior this week. I am concerned that Mike Evans is going to be the reason I'm screaming at my TV all Monday night. Um, I think they put him on the IR list, didn't they? Buda Baker? I yeah, saw he, something this week. They put him down so they didn't have to play him or something. I don't know. Uh, there's rumors, too, like Philly is clear in space off, like, practice team players and whatnot. I don't know. I don't know if they do that so they don't have to pay Buda while they're trying to shop him. I don't know. I am having a hard time trusting what I'm hearing as far as, like, injury stuff, like, with everything that happened with the running backs this offseason, like... Is it a ploy? Is it not? Like, I don't I don't know. But there's loopholes that they don't have to pay these guys while they shop them, and I think that that might be a move because Arizona is definitely going to be a fire sell coming soon. As far as for me, for Mike Evans, yeah, man, he's with all those injuries on the secondary for the Eagles, he's also getting these targets, man. He's averaging nine targets a game. That's That's huge right there. And Baker's putting it on him, man. So, <laughs> it, and it's it's crazy to think that Baker has his team 2-0 right now. Um, but then you kind of look at the defense there and you kind of remind yourself they have good pieces on offense too. Baker just had to be serviceable. And Baker right now is a serviceable QB. 
So if he continues this, you're going to keep seeing this trend. And I guarantee a lot of people faded Mike Evans came draft time because of Baker. And I'm, I think we all did. We underestimated yeah. Baker, and Baker's showing, like, hey, dude, he goes, I could still play a little bit. So, Direct quote was, get your weight up, little boy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I see that boy. So, and, yeah, I, I like to pick him. I mean, yeah, you got two people. We, we All of us underestimated. And, I mean, I think this lit a fire under these guys. You got two guys playing with some fire with Mike Evans disputing with the contract and how consistent he's been. And then Baker, what Cleveland did to him. He's been to three, four teams now, four teams now. I mean, you got two guys playing with some fire and some purpose. I mean, it's exciting to watch. So I'm happy for both of them, even though, you know, I hated Baker. Bainey was a big fan. And the reason I hated Baker because the energy he brought. And I think that's the reason Bainey loved him. Short guys with horrible attitudes. (laughs) He's a different guy outside of the progressive commercials. Yeah. Did, Did he end up selling his previous home? (laughs) <laughs> did you get a, did you get someone to move in, or I haven't seen yeah. a progressive commercial since. But yeah, rumors uh, are the new homeowner up there in Cleveland's not not uh, taking care of it. <laughs> Making that new buyer regret it, I think, and the fans and the residents, we should say. So, moving on, man. Uh, my wide receiver to start this week. Uh, I got Zay Flowers. So he's averaging around seventy yards a game. OBJ might be out this week. Uh, so if that's the case, he is the number one in Baltimore then. If OBJ is out, he's get his target share is up there. His snap percentage is up there. Uh, and Colts give up the second most fantasy points to the wideout position. So it's just a mixture for a stardom for week three. Everything is coming to fruition for this stardom for week three for me. And Zay Flowers, out of all the rookies, impressed me a lot so far of what he's producing. So he's my start for the wideouts. Yeah, I uh, I would argue he's the wide receiver one, even if Odell is there. Um, I We've talked about Zay Flowers feels like almost every episode, and it's warranted. Um, what he did at Boston College has translated. His route running is terrific. He's wide open all the time. He's electric with the ball. And all that is i mean it's it's translating it's all on the field it's on tape it's double digit fantasy points both weeks um and there's i I don't want to hear that he has to compete with mark andrews for targets anymore because say flowers the guy he is 100 percent the guy and what you said about them you know not uh not playing defense very well in indianapolis i don't gilmore's not there anymore and yeah, I, I think Zay Flowers is going to, I don't know, does he crack 100 this week? Does he I, get his first 100-yard uh, game in the NFL? If it's first 100, he better believe he's getting a touchdown, too, his very first touchdown. So that might be, a pro, it might be a prop bet to look out for. Anytime touchdown for Zay. We'll see. I'm a fan. I can't believe it hasn't really happened yet, to be honest. I'm a huge Huge Zay Flowers fan. I have him in my fantasy league. I will be starting him this week, 100%. Yeah, I mean, to me, Zay is the play. He just proved, everyone said, can Lamar hit these wide receivers? And I think 
OBJ is just that vet presence, even if he's in. I, I don't think he's going to be the guy. He's just going to be that name. Um, Say has that big home run power. He brings that offense. And Lamar, he's actually throwing him the ball, which is surprising because he usually goes to the tight end or runs the ball with his legs. So, yeah, I agree. Zay, Zay is he's been that guy that we all talked about every episode. So I like to start. You just, it's like the meme where it's like one of these are not the same and it's literally their wide receivers and it's literally Duvernay, Bateman, Nelson Aguilar, Zay Flowers. Like, that's what Lamar's working with. So, I mean, Zay Flowers to the absolute moon is, uh, it's definitely the play for sure. And Lamar looks good, man. Lamar's making people like Nelson Aguilar talked about on podcasts again. So that's a miracle in itself. So, yeah, yeah I think Zay's going to be the guy that we thought Hollywood would be for him. I mean, making plays. Yeah, he gives me better hands. That's for sure. He gives me. It, I'm not going to say he's going to be as good as this guy. I don't want to get that twisted right off the rip before I even say this. But he just the way he runs routes gives me Antonio Brown vibes. He's quick, comes out of the routes quick. That's all I'm saying. He's not going to be as good as Antonio Brown, I don't think. We'll see, but just gives me those vibes. But moving on to the tight end position, Bainey, to wrap up the stardoms, who you got starting week three? We're going to go with another waiver wire hero. We're going to go with the guy that is the sole reason that I won this week in fantasy. Number two highest scoring tight end this week in fantasy. Hunter Henry. Not a name I expected to be talking about. Um, Bill O'Brien has changed what this offense completely looks like. Um, He is stapled in as a part of this offense. Um, He was somebody who's been forgotten about for the last two years, maybe three. Um, Week one, he had six targets, five receptions, 56 yards, and a touchdown. Week two, seven targets, six receptions, 52 yards, and a touchdown. His role in this offense is, it's a staple, like I just said. Um, Mac is, I don't want to say mediocre Mac, I've heard that term being thrown around, but he looks good this year. Um, They're not afraid to throw the ball. It looks like a completely different offense that we've seen last year. Um, And yeah, Bill O'Brien's the sole reason for that. And Hunter Henry had good years in the NFL, but... He looks really good right now, and this tight end position has been talked about at length on this podcast, that if you don't have the Kelsey, the Hawkinson, it's going to be a 10-point hover right there. Well, he had 17 points this week. That's huge. That's huge when you're competing against people that are hovering 10 to 13 points. And like I said, it was the difference between me winning this week. I uh, I had to make a decision, and it was between him or it was between uh, Zach Hurts on the waiver wire. Which and you listened to Teak Stardom. You can say it <laughs> from last uh, week. But Zach Hurts is getting a thirty percent target share in that offense. Unfortunately, it's just not going for yards or touchdowns. Um, he's getting peppered with targets and catches, which is great in a full PPR. But Hunter Henry is capitalizing in the red zone he's getting those touchdowns and i don't think that that trend is going to change because i don't think kendrick Bourne is that guy i don't think anybody thinks that um we're seeing flashes of Kayshawn booty which is wild 
Um, and then we're seeing the other rookie in Douglas. So I, I don't know, man. I think Hunter Henry is a staple in that offense, and I don't think it's going to change. I don't think he's going to be 150 yards, 12 catches. I don't think he's going to be that guy ever. But I think what you're seeing is what you can expect on a week-to-week basis. So, yep, I mean, I think we can all agree that Bill Belichick's offense always involves the tight ends. The only thing that worries me about this is that Jets defense. I mean, they're absolutely elite. I mean, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. The last time they met up, it was 10-7. to I mean, not disagreeing with Hunter Henry and the player he is. I think he's going to have a great year and a great fantasy year, but... The matchup here just scares me. Um, If he can find the end zone, like you said, he had 50 yards, a touchdown each game. He's got to find the end zone here. It's just that matchup against the Jets defense. That's that's what's scaring me here. I mean, that that defense is absolutely elite. So I I don't know if I like the matchup. I like Hunter Henry as the tight end, Bainey, but... This matchup, that's going to be a tough matchup for him. And, I mean, like I said, Belichick loves the tight end. So if someone's going to score, it could be him. So that's that's my input. Yeah, everybody thought, I think, Gusecki was going to take over this role and didn't. Uh, just by looking at the snap percentages, he went from 80 from week one to 92 week two. He is the tight end there. So if you're banking on Gusecki, the only way you're banking on that is is if Hunter Henry gets hurt. He just solidified his spot there. Um, as I said before, just jokingly, I did have him starting last week. I, th- I thought that was a great matchup for him. This week, it, it's tough for me as a stardom, like Badge said, with this Jets defense. This Jets defense showed me a lot in the two weeks, especially without Rodgers. So if you're in a tight spot, yeah. You don't have, like Bainey said, those top-tier guys. He is an option. Um, but I don't know, man. It's it's a flip of a coin, I think, this week. He has to find the end zone to get that production to 17 points if he's staying around that. But I could see him getting about, I would say, about 9, 10 points this week. Yeah, I mean, this, this was my underplay of the week. I just think we're going to see a boring game. I mean, someone has to find the end zone. So if it's Hunter Henry. He might get peppered. It might be small yardage. You know, so. That's what I'm, that's my whole prediction with this is I think the five to six catches is going to be normal. I really do. Um, I, he's not going to have to deal with sauce guarding him. You know what I mean? Like, no, like he it's, won't. It's. But their linebacker core is tough as well with Mosley there. So it is, but the safest option in a pass game is the tight end. That's old reliable, and he's proven that he is just that for Mac. And Mac's not going to have time to think about it. He's going to have people in his face the whole game. So I can see this playing out where he's just getting quick dump-offs, four- to five-yard routes, ins, get the ball. He's t- definitely not going to be a yak guy for sure, but no. you might see you might see a little couple uh, tight end screens just for like two or three yards. I wouldn't be surprised just to pick up first down, something like that. I know Belichick loves those little dumps, like he's just known for the just the intricate little just moving up the field. But 
Yeah, and a good thing, too. I mean, I think that this Patriots offense is going to be on the field a lot against this defense. I mean, they could get tired out. I have zero faith in Zach Wilson at this point. I mean, I don't think his confidence is there. I just think I'm not sold on Zach Wilson. I don't think anybody is. Um, so late in the game, I mean, this defense is going to get tired out. So, I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of the Patriots offense. So, I mean, you could see some catches in a potential touchdown. So. A badge with the Sidham of the year with Brees Hall last week, by the way. Oh, Teak? Oh, I remembered it wrong. Dude. I was on one I was on great. one week two. Yeah. Hey, I didn't miss on week one of Sidham, and I think you carried the load this week. Uh Brees Hall is not happy that he was on your list. Because I don't know who heard Jets organization, but they did not play that man at all. It was bad. Yeah, I think when I sat Brees, he ripped a 70-yard run right up the rip. I'm like, damn it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I did sit him one week, but it was the wrong week. <laughs> but tight end here, Batch, moving on here. Who do you have at the tight end spot? So here's a guy I doubled down on this year. Bunch of talent. He's a freak athlete. I think he, if he's going to have a week this year, this this year, it's going to be Kyle Pitts. I mean, going against Detroit, they're the number two defense and giving up points to the tight end. I mean, this guy's a freak. I think they're going to watch film. I think they're going to know they got to get him involved. I mean, the guy has so much talent. Like I said, I doubled down on him this year. Um, Ritter, he. Zing the ball a little bit. There's some flashes here and there. Um, I think the run is going to open that up. Um, this Falcon, this Falcons offense. I mean, there's so many explosive weapons. I think they're going to get him out in space. I, I'm going Kyle Pitts as my stardom. So I'm just going to go ahead of here, Bainey, first because I actually have Kyle Pitts as well. Um, between Kyle Pitts and my, if you don't like Kyle Pitts, I like Johnny Smith too. So it's one or the other. One of these two tight ends is going to have a day, I believe. Just cut a couple points badge hit on. Uh, ranked third, like you said, against uh, the tight end position, I believe it was, third worst. Um, Arthur Smith is the main reason. I don't like all the backlash about Kyle Pitts. We'll get that out of the way. It's Arthur Smith's world, we're just living in it. Week one, he showed you the run game. Didn't pass at all. He had 18 passing attempts week one. Week two, he flipped that on its head. 32 passing attempts. So he's not scared to throw the ball. But with this matchup where I believe you're going to have to throw the ball to keep up, it's going to go to Pitts this week. You're going to see, obviously, Drake London involved a little bit. Even to back Hollins surprised me, man, with his play lately. That dude's a big-time dude. Um, but Kyle Pitts, this is going to be Kyle Pitts' week. After that, though, man, looking at this schedule, yeah, Falcons have one of the easiest schedule, but just looking at Jacksonville coming up next, if you don't like Pitts and don't trust him, after this week where I think he's going to have a huge week, this might be the week to trade him, if so, if you're not fully invested in Pitts. So once he has this game, he might be that trade target you need for someone else to get rid of him and pick up someone in the flex or if you need a running back, something like that. Yeah, real quick, Benny. I, I I said number two. I knew that was on the boards. Number three, 
Um, and this is another fantasy make-or-break player, I think, with Najee and Fields. So I just want to touch on that, and I'll let you take it over from here, Bainey. Yeah, the list remains true. I think this is impressive that none of us really came up with this idea together as a collective, but everybody seems to be on pace with the exact same ideology this week that it's put up or shut up for these players. And, yeah, Kyle Pitts, week three, um, I feel like we've been here before. We sit around waiting, 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 and then you finally sit him, and then he has his game against Jacksonville in London for – you know, eight catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown, whatever he did over there. And it's like, is this finally going to be that week? Who knows? They just rediscovered the fact that they have Drake London on their team last week. It was incredible. Could it be Fitz's week this week? We all know he has the talent. We all know he has the measurables. We all know that he grades out as one of the top three tight ends in, like, every single category. We've done all the research. We've seen it all. It's just really getting annoying that you don't get to watch it happen. Because he's awesome. Like, he's so awesome that we're watching highlight tapes of him just running routes, cooking cornerbacks, like, and in, in not getting the ball. Like, that's how awesome Kyle Pitts is. I just want to see him get the ball. Like, it, it's, it's all I want to see. I do think this game could be a shootout unless Atlanta's defense really steps up like really steps up. I they're good. Bates is really good. Um they've put together a really good team, man. I've said it before on here. I have a future for them to make the playoffs. And I stand on that. I really do. Um is it at home, Teak? It's in Detroit. It's in, yep, um, it's in Detroit. Okay. This was actually um my best bet taking the over. Um Atlanta, I think they're gonna surprise some people. I mean, that's a team you're not going to want to play if they get in the playoffs. I mean, don't take them lightly. And for you Pitts owners, for your, if you're still shaking your head saying you don't believe it, I'm going to give you some hope, some more hope here. Snap percentage went up from week one to week two. Targets went up from week one to week two. So if everything's going up and it's trending up, I ain't going to complain then. He's getting five, five plus targets. That's good for a tight end. So... I would like to know too. Like, I don't think we'll ever get the full truth of like whether or not he was really like healthy this off season. I heard a lot of mixed reviews. Like, um, you and I had conversations, and then like I would read reports, but then reports that I would read weren't really matching up with like people on like really big shows, like fantasy talk shows, were saying that like they didn't like what they were seeing or hearing, and thought the same way it wasn't really matching up so it's like were they just easing him in i don't know i mean he's been open a lot and ritter just hasn't gotten the ball so this could very well be a different conversation if they were getting them the ball we wouldn't even be having this debate so it's like maybe they were easing him into a bigger role maybe they just missed him a couple of times i don't know i i do think that the one week that you sit him he is going to explode and i wouldn't see him this week just 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 to go off that as well, too, uh, I'm sure you've seen the week one uh, post. I think it was uh, – who's the, the old Cowboys receiver? It drawn a blank. Bryant put out. Yes. Yeah, Des put out that he wished he was in Dallas. I believe week one, that Carolina, that Carolina grab over two people. That shows me he's healthy. He's running deep routes like that, catching the ball over people. 
I mean, you talked about it, like you said, yeah, he was didn't look right in training camp with the cuts and everything. But after I saw that catch, I'm like, this dude has to be healthy, or they're not sending him on go routes like that. And he's making those type of plays. And he looks like he's healthy, like you said. He's open, he's just, Ritter has to find him. And he got some big body receivers to find. So it's it's not hard to spot these guys out here. All these guys are 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 big receivers. So Ritter, Ritter, get him the ball. Make him afraid of this passing game as well as that running game. Get him the ball. So that does end our stardom section. We appreciate you guys, man, um, going through it with us. Hopefully, again, this helps you guys out. Let us know in the comments what stardoms you liked, what stardoms you didn't like. Again, hit that subscribe button as well. 70% of you are still not following the channel. That helps us out tremendously. You don't even know. It takes two seconds to make that YouTube account. It's so, free. And it's free. So don't be... And you get free bets, too. Don't, you yeah, get free bets. Don't be, don't be wowed by, oh, it's a subscription. No, it's totally free. So please, smash... Now, spike that subscribe button for us. Headbutt it. And let's win some money for you guys. We'll see you on the next one.